So the book is called One by One. Um, it's uh, welcoming the singles in your church. Gina, you've been here for a couple of years, mm -hmm. and you've been a writer for more. This is your first book, right? My first with a publisher, yes. With a publisher. Yeah. But you've been a writer for how long? Since I was a kid, really. Um, I had my first article published in Guideposts magazine when I was in high school. I uh, took third place in that essay contest that they used to do. And um, I had always sort of written before that, but um, it wasn't for a while that I decided I wanted to be a professional writer. And we celebrate uh, all the vocations that we are called into. It doesn't matter whether you're a minister or a missionary or a writer or you work on cars or you work for the government. This is part of our Labor Day celebration as well, is, is that you are a gifted writer and you Thank saw you. yourself stepping into that. Even as a kid, it, it sounded like, is that right? Pretty much, yeah. And um, who else have you had a chance to write for? Well, um, I, I work for uh, the Colson Center, so I write and edit at uh, breakpoint.org. Uh, I also write for a lot of publications like uh, Christianity Today, The Atlantic, uh, First Things, The Weekly Standard, and places like that. So can you help us to understand why did you feel compelled to write this book? Well, it grew out of my own experiences and the experiences of friends and relatives who were also single and, uh, you know, growing up and living in the church and uh, having experiences and um, encounters and things that the church as a whole didn't always know about and wasn't aware of. And I thought that these things needed to be put out there and for us to talk about them and for people to be more aware of what single people need from the church and what we have to give back to the church too. And I've really enjoyed reading your book, uh, both for your writing style, but also you have a lot of good um, illustrations. You point to pop culture uh, mm -hmm. things. One of the things I thought was really insightful too is throughout your book you have uh, quotes from people that you interviewed and discussed, other single people at various stages of life and what they've experienced in the church, is that right? Right, yeah, I talked to a lot of friends, uh, to some friends of friends uh, all around the country and um, got from them sort of a, I, I wanted it to be bigger than just about me. I wanted it to be about uh, the single experience in church in general, and just to provide some voices, some, some thoughts, some anecdotes, and, and some themes, get a sense of what people were really going through and what they wanted the larger church to know about that. And so from that, and just thinking through some of those things, what are some things that you learned, either talking to friends or your own experiences, that the church has done or married people have done poorly in the past? Not that we do it here, but you know. <laughs> right. No, but we do at times. So tell us some of the things that people kind of brought up, the, the struggles and frustrations of being single in the church. Sure. A lot of people told me they had a sense of feeling marginalized, uh, sort of pushed out of the way, ignored, especially when the church gets really heavily family focused. And not saying that family is a bad thing because it's not, it's a really good thing. But um, even good things can become an idol sometimes. And when the focus is on family, family activities, family outings, uh, all the sermon illustrations being about families or marriage, all that kind of thing, then the single people start to feel as if uh, they're not seen, they don't matter, um, their, their identity, like you were talking about, is somehow less than. We, we, we end up setting up this hidden hierarchy that we don't even realize sometimes because um, we just think of everything in terms of marriage and family 
and um, sometimes the single people end up feeling left out or left over. And what are some things that you saw that the church has done well or ways that people have done things that are helpful, um, mm -hmm. either in your reading or talking to people in your own experience? When, when the church is functioning as, um, as I think the Bible says that it's supposed to, then like you were saying, we have those deep friendships and those deep relationships, regardless of marital status, that um, are really helpful to everybody and also the church teaches us how to live counterculturally in this world which we need so badly because the single life uh, the world will give us a picture of the single life that looks really different from the way that we know <laughs> as Christians that we're supposed to live and we need some support coming from somewhere to help us live uh, the way that God calls us to live and the church can be there for that and teach us how to do it and give us the support to do it. Um, so this book is not just for single people. Right. So, but you've, you said when we were talking that it can be a help to a single person to recognize you're not alone in some mm -hmm. of these experiences. How might this book be a good one for people who are already married to read? Yeah, as you say, I, I do want it to be for everyone. Um, I've had a lot of good responses from single people who have said, you know, this really helped me. It made me feel like I'm less alone. It, it affirmed me. And then I've also heard from married people who have read it and said, wow, I didn't think about this. I need to think about this. I, I'm going to start inviting single people to dinner. You know, just like really great practical responses like that that I loved because it showed uh, what married people can get out of of uh, reading this book because when part of the body of Christ is suffering, um, we're all the poorer for it. And so uh, th this can start to help the married people understand what the single people are going through and, um, and what we need. I think that's great. And I, I do encourage all of you guys to read it. Often we read books, especially in the Christian kind of living area that are matching exactly where we are in life. And I think there's a calling as brothers and sisters in Christ to read across those lines to recognize that part of our missional loving nature is to be the kind of people who read and understand people's experience outside of our own. So if you are married, I encourage you to read this book as well as if you are single. A couple of other things that were in here that I thought were really good. Uh, you talk about just the very simple way of letting people into your life, inviting them over for, mm -hmm. for, for food, um, going out to lunch with them after mm -hmm. church, mm -hmm. um, even like at the coffee hour, not just going and talking to the two people you're already good friends right. with. And I think that goes across married and single lines. It's just recognizing that there's a need to interweave, mm -hmm. and sometimes that very simple coffee hour can be a place for that, right? Mm -hmm. Right, that's um, right. And one of the last ones I really like that I felt a little bit convicted by, it's the way we pass the peace. <laughs> so let me read this right here. Um, At the time of greeting during the church service, instead of turning to hug your own family and friends first, turn away and greet someone else first. This would make it a true time of greeting instead of a big sanctuary-wide display of affection that the solitary get to stand and watch before anyone else thinks to turn to them. Another friend that you quoted said, married couples turn to each other first, kissing and hugging, leaving the single standing alone feeling unwelcomed and isolated. Well, until they finally break apart from one another and from their own children to greet others around them. And it's not that there's something wrong with greeting your family, right? right? right. But there is a great gift and blessing to saying, you know what? I, I see my wife all the time. Let me turn and say hi to you first. You matter. You exist. And for us to do that across lines mm -hmm. is a real strong gift. Mm -hmm. So we're going to actually practice that in about five minutes. <laughs> so be aware that you're going to be pushed into that. You may love your family. I love you to love your family. But I want you to love your brothers and sisters as well. Let me pray for Gina um, and for this book and for all of us in this community.
God, our Father, I thank you for Gina and for her gift of vocation as a writer. I pray that you would continue to bless her in that role and for everyone here in their vocations to feel your pleasure in what they do. We pray for this book, Lord, that it would have impact beyond this church and beyond a few individuals, that across the, the country, Lord, churches and individuals would read it and see the need to love beyond their own confines, that we would become the sort of church, and the Big C Church would be this, the sort of place where everyone finds family. Lord, bless and keep all of us, the single and the married, as your children. Amen. Thank you, Gina. Thanks. Thanks.